Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Brave with Eve podcast, an oasis for the weary and broken soul. Join me weekly for infusions of strength and hope to combat the headaches and heartaches that this broken world brings our way. I'm your host, Eve. Today, I'll start our session with a question. So when was the last time you were alone, completely alone, away from all social media, away from everybody else, just by yourself? You see, we live in a crowded and a chaotic world. We are busy like bees, unable to unwind, reset, and even think. That's why I'm inviting you every week out of that chaos with these reflections of strength and hope. That way you have that time to reset and rethink and even learn some new things, all strengthening you to become the best version of you. So today, even as we continue our series on how to tackle loneliness and how to make meaningful connections, we're going to discuss the topic solitude. We're going to talk about what solitude means and what it means to retreat to that place of inner peace and inner quiet where we can hear our voice and our thoughts, where other people's opinions don't count and we really come face to face with us. You know, it can be frightening, even scary to just look inside. But once we summon that bravery, that courage to be able to look inside, it becomes very, very rewarding for those who actually dare to do so. If you're in a lonely place right now, and this message definitely is for you. You know, if you are feeling like you, your connections and your social interactions right now, they are great and you don't need this message right now, it's not going to take long for you to need it because even if you don't need it for yourself, you're going to need it for somebody else that you get to walk alongside in their trials and in their struggles with loneliness. You know, in my healing and my learning journey, I'm really noticing that there's some things that even if I don't use for me, I often find people that need it and I'm more equipped to come alongside them in their struggle. So I plead with you to take everything we discussed today to heart because even if it doesn't help you, it will benefit somebody else. You know, in your mind, you might already think about somebody that might benefit from this series. So please, even as we proceed, remember to like, share, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so. Without further ado, let's dive deeper into our focus for this second episode of the series, which explores solitude as a beneficial life discipline. First, I'll start by highlighting the differences between solitude and loneliness. Secondly, I'll review the benefits of solitude. Lastly, I'll explore ways that we can apply this discipline of solitude in our lives. Now to the first part. What is the difference between solitude and loneliness? What is the difference between solitude and loneliness? Well, the first difference is just by virtue of their definitions. 
you know, while loneliness is that unsatisfactory feeling, even depressive feeling that we have because of our inadequate social relationships, solitude highlights a more peaceful and a more pleasant time of being alone. In loneliness, we crave that connectedness, but in solitude, we actually choose that time alone. And it's always, it's usually for a designated time frame. We choose to leave the crowds, leave the chaos, and spend some time by ourselves. Secondly, the difference also comes like with the mindset behind it. When you're, when you're lonely, it's a negative state of mind as opposed to solitude, which embraces a more positive state of mind. Thirdly, when we think about solitude, it's usually a deliberate choice to pull away from the crowd, you know, but with loneliness, it's not that simple. Like we talked about last week, you can be among a crowd and still feel lonely. It's usually about the quality of your social relationships rather than the quantity even of them. And lastly, the side effects on your overall well-being. Well, when it comes to solitude, it can create a positive impact overall for your life. On the other hand, loneliness has so many documented side effects on one's health and overall well-being. So the connotation to each of these concepts is important. Either we're looking at a loneliness with a negative connotation to it, and solitude usually has a positive note to it. You know, more current research on this subject of solitude makes a very important distinction that I want us to, I just wanted to highlight. Dr. Virginia Thompson, she's a psychologist, and her research, I think this is as of 2019, showed that when we talk about solitude, the motivation for seeking solitude is actually the key element to determine if it's a healthy choice or not. I had to add that because oftentimes when we talk about solitude, it just seems that choosing to be alone, choosing that time is always a constructive process, but that's not the case. Our motivation matters. So for example, if a teenager chose to take some time away to read and write and build themselves up, that's amazing. But if it's because they if it's because they are hiding, if it's because they have just feelings of rejection that they can't deal with, usually this can be a red flag and can show unhealthy psychological functioning. So when I talk about like solitude i'm not talking about hiding away from your problems or maybe because people are crazy and toxic you're just like i can't do people anymore i'm just gonna hide in my own little corner that is not a healthy adaptation so even as loneliness has that negative connotation to it we always have to evaluate our motivation for choosing solitude as well and so even in our next podcast, the next episode, I'm going to talk on the effects of loneliness on our overall well-being. And you'll be shocked at some of the insights that the current research is showing. 
So since we've established the differences between loneliness and solitude, I want us to move on to the second part of our topic today, which is examining some of the benefits of solitude. So we're going to look at some of the benefits of solitude. Number one, it shifts our focus back to ourselves. It shifts the focus back to our individuality. You know, we need to be able to stand as a, as a person, whole and complete, even before we can try to connect with other people. You know, just being alone and spending time with oneself, it helps to give you just that clarity. It helps you find your own voice. And this gives you authenticity when you try to echo your own ideas and your own personal understanding about things because you've had the time to think about it and literally just let it marinate. Number two, it helps you build self-esteem and that actually allows for you to be more confident in yourself. You know, this process of introspection, of looking inside, of engaging in self-discovery, it ultimately allows us to be able to evaluate ourselves better. You know, you get to know you better. There might be things that you see that you need to change. There might be things that you need to celebrate, of course. It may even help you to establish new goals for yourself and new challenges to embark on. So that whole process helps you build self-esteem and helps you build more confidence. Number three, it improves your mood, your memory, and even overall just your mental health. You know, being in that reflective process, it strengthens your critical thinking. And that is very important for your overall your overall mood, your overall memory, and your overall mental health. You know, one of the most important parts of this is just being able to rest, being able to hit reset being able to allow your mind to rejuvenate. And so in that space, overall, your mental health is improved by just stopping and stepping away from the chaos out there. Number four, it places an emphasis on rest and self-care. You know, like I just mentioned, having that time by yourself, it allows you to be able to rest your body as well, allows you to be able to practice self-care. It allows you to actually stop looking at everybody else and look at you and what you can do for yourself to better take care of you. Number five, it boosts creativity. You know, spending time by yourself, spending time alone, it allows for that creative freedom. A lot of writers and other people from other creative disciplines, they, they understand the value of solitude. It's interesting because right now it's about 3 a.m. in the morning and everybody else in the house is asleep. But this is the best time for me to be able to pen down my thoughts, to be able to do the podcast and record because I'm not distracted by anything. So finding that quiet moment, it really helps when you want to have that creative freedom. And lastly, but most importantly, it enhances our spirituality. You know, solitude is deeply a, a very spiritual discipline. And you can see this across many different belief systems. 
as a Christian, a time alone in fellowship with God, it highlights the most important part of our spiritual walk. You know, the reason it's so vital to our spiritual walk is because, number one, it deepens, you know, communication and intimacy with God. Psalms 142 verse 3 to 5, uh, David says this. He says, I look to my right and I see no one who attends to me. There's no refuge. No one cares for my soul. I cry to you, O Lord. You are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. In a time of loneliness, in a time where David had lost everything, in a time where everything was just going wrong for him, he sought God. That time of that alone time, he sought God and he deepened his relationship with God. And that's really important for us, you know, as Christians. We got to think about spending time in God's presence. You know, I'm not talking about the quick six minutes, five minutes, whatever that you spend doing your quiet time and you run off. You know, I think about it like uh, you're basically driving through <laughs> like a drive-by restaurant. The reason why solitude is such an important part of our Christian walk is because it allows for us to grow in our communication and intimacy with God. You know, Psalm 142 verse 3 to 5, David cries unto God. He says, no one attends to me. No one, uh, there's no refuge for me. No one cares for my soul. But he cries out to God as the refuge for him in the land of the living. Another important aspect to that is that in this time of solitude, when we come before God, it provides soul strength for us. I'm not just talking about a little sprinkle of grace, something real quick, and you go on, you know, go about your day. No, I'm talking about that deep watering where you leave the presence of God feeling soaked you know interestingly we tend to do this more so when we have a burden you know when that problem hits that's when you start seeking God intensively you know but it shouldn't be like that Jesus had a habit of always coming before the father in prayer he always sought out that time to to pray and so even, even right before he heads to the cross, we see him retiring away from his disciples to pray before facing the cross. So that depth of spending time before God, that's what I'm talking about here when I highlight solitude as a means of enhancing our spirituality, our relationship with God. So now on to the last part of our topic for today. How do we incorporate this discipline into our lives? How do we, what strategies can we use to bring this discipline into our routines? And so the first thing I'd say is we have to schedule it. We have to plan ahead and set a time for it. You know, like I mentioned before, I have three boys. It's really difficult to read and write and record except everyone is asleep, then I'll be able to do that. But during the day, it's so chaotic, and I'm not able to do it then. 
And you know, while I'm talking about this, you might be tempted to think, oh, my vacation is coming up from work, you know, I'll just take some time off or um, I need to spend thousands of dollars, you know, maybe for um, a vacation or something like that, just to be able to get some time off to myself. Just be creative about finding a means to spend time by yourself. It, it doesn't necessarily need to be on some fancy vacation for you to be able to do that. In fact, I've realized that I usually come back from vacations more tired than even before I went. Of course, it's rejuvenating, but sometimes being away, the stress of a new environment, lots of things to do and see can really be difficult to focus Sometimes maybe even a quiet walk away from the home, you know, maybe a neighboring park can actually help you hit a reset. So again, number one, schedule it, plan ahead for it, you know, set a specific time for it, incorporate it in your schedule so you can be able to do it. Number two, be creative. It doesn't have to be a vacation. So just focus on being rather than doing because we oftentimes we set time to you know and we get in there and we still take that same busyness and that same chaotic aspects of ourselves into that quiet space number three if possible incorporate the beauty of nature just allow your thoughts you know to float as you look at the remarkable beauty that is all around us Allow your thoughts to sail away on your favorite lyrics. Incorporate music. You know, I've always loved nature and I love music as well. And I think those have been two very vital things in my healing journey. And I'm learning to embrace more of that, you know. In fact, I've been thinking, you know, maybe one day I'll get to own my own healing garden we have to declare these things and allow God to work it out his own way. So number four, embrace the silence. Like I cautioned before, when we choose solitude, it doesn't necessarily mean there has to be complete silence. But whatever you do, just make sure you have, you're able to incorporate moments of silence where you're not doing stuff. Rather, you're just being in that moment. Number five, just relax. Try to relax as much as you can. You can read, you can write, give an outlet for the creativity that you find. Number six, you know, you can even explore personal interests, something that requires maybe a lower amount of energy like crochet. Um, we can also embark, you know, on physical activity, do something like yoga you can do exercises that require you to still be alone. So, for example, like I mentioned, you could go for a run or for a walk. Um, you could do the yoga sessions. You are still in this time of solitude and you're still doing certain things. But the focus more is on allowing yourself to be able to think and pulling yourself away from anything that's chaotic. Lastly, if not, you know, this is the most important thing I really feel like. When we take that time of solitude, we have to make sure we set aside some time to reset the mind. And the best way I know how is, you know, with meditation and prayer.
I think it is for this same reason that the Bible says pray without ceasing. So when we look on, on this whole issue of solitude, I really feel like this is more spiritual discipline, if not anything, because it helps us to come into that place of vertical contact with God so we can go out and live well in that horizontal relationship with each other. You know, you've probably heard somebody ask before, like, have you spent, you know, time with God? Have you done your quiet time? And this is usually just the brief period that you come and meet with God every single day. This is the quiet time is more of a shorter, I call it like a drive-through, <laughs> a drive-through moment where you just say hi and bye to God as you go about your business. What we really need, though, is a specific time, a time of, you know, solitude, which is more prolonged, where we actually spend time reading the word of God, spend time in prayer and really going deep. You know, when I made the decision to give my life to God and when I just started allowing him to heal all the complex trauma in my life, one of the things I realized was that small five minutes of my quiet time wasn't going to cut it. I don't know about you, but some of us came to God and it was a big task. You know, even for God, I'd be like, okay, God, if you can deal with my mess, you know, you got it. And so what I realized very quickly is that I needed God's word and wisdom to constantly pour over my broken soul and just to give me that replenish the power, replenish the strength that I needed to overcome all the things that, you know, that the enemy was throwing at me. You know, I learned fast enough that if I was going to survive, if I was going to be victorious, then I had to be like Mary at the feet of Jesus, listening to every word that proceeded out of his mouth you know i think that's the most important element of our time alone with god to be able to reconnect in that deeper way where he pours and he saturates us that's the only way that people that have been through some really dark stuff that's the only way that you can be able to stand once you've got that vertical relationship with god really strong in that place of solitude then you're able to go out and better connect with others. You know, so let's pray. Lord, we thank you for today. And we just come before you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you forgive us for being consumed in the chaos and the busyness of this world. Lord, help our hearts to be set on the things above. Lord, help us be like David, who those celebrated by the crowds, he knew how to withdraw to the quiet pasture fields to meet the shepherd of his soul. Lord, teach us how to find ourselves by first finding you in the quiet. Lord, give us peace as we navigate the chaos and the craziness of this world. Lord, would you help us live authentic lives and not blend into the colors of the crowd. Lord, we're just amazed by who you are. Thank you for the beauty of nature. Thank you for music that beckons our weary souls to the beauty 
of your glory. Lord, give our hearts rest in this weary world. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, on that note, I conclude the episode for today. Next week, like I mentioned before, we're going to go over the effects of loneliness on our overall well-being. And especially with our experiences during this COVID-19 pandemic. So if you stuck with me to the end, I want to thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. And I hope that this series today or just this episode today was enlightening for you. And I hope it strengthened your soul and refreshed you to bravely pursue God's fullness for your life. And don't forget to like, share, subscribe. I love you all. Have a blessed week. Bye-bye.